Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to episode 88 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and once again, with me on the journey are my co-hosts, Mr. Matthew Aguilar. What up? Miss Janelle Wheeler. Hey, everybody. And today, we are going to be talking about some exciting stuff. I mean, we got a whole geek cornucopia going on here today, so there's a lot to talk about, but... uh up first, I mean, let's just start with a big thing, right? We're coming in hot today because we've gotten the first trailer for Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe bow, bow, bow. Bow, 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 yes, with please, Black please. Widow. So, that Black Widow trailer dropped last night, and I would have to say it is so fetch right now, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I'm just kidding. It is <laughs> awesome. Um, it was a good job. So, we got the first trailer for Black Widow, and of course, if you don't know the movie, it's, you know, bringing back Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff for a story that takes place after Captain America Civil War and before Avengers uh, Infinity War, during that kind of murky period where Natasha and Steve Rogers and his whole secret Avengers team were on the run. Um, and this sees Natasha go off solo and having to go back to Russia to kind of settle some things that were left unsettled with the Black Widow program and all... and other spy intrigue type stuff and we get to meet and this trailer does a very it's a teaser so you know you've seen marvel teasers a thousand times they're basically kind of cool concept trailers just here's the overall concept of this movie and this one kind of and they pick and highlight something some aspect of the story to kind of put in our faces for infinity wars like thanos blah 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 but in this one it's uh, Florence Pugh as Yelena, I forget how to say her last name. Belova? Belova. Um, yeah, the other Black Widow from who popped up in 90s comics and is, you know, quote-unquote Natasha's sister in the sense that they're both from the Black Widow program. I don't know if this movie will change that and make them, like, actual sisters. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because there was, like, mention of family yeah. in this trailer. And, yeah, and we're going to get to that whole thing, but uh, I think this was, like, a family. It could be taken two ways. It's an actual family or it's a... A family unit. They're like Russia's little Avengers, basically. <laughs> um, the Russian Avengers with these two widows. They're kind of whoever. We still don't know who, uh, what's her name is playing. Rachel Weiss is playing. Um, but obviously she's kind of some kind of older commander type person. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Arbor as a uh, Red Guardian is like the Soviet Captain America. Already looks great. Yeah, and he already looks great. <laughs> and he brings a lot of humor. Um, so let's just jump into the trailer. Uh, the first thing I liked is the, I liked that they went like with the it approach and did like an actual, gave us an actual full kind of scene or sequence, uh, from the movie, which is kind of Natasha coming to her sister's apartment Mm -hmm. and the unique way they kind of have to bond again as sisters. It was beautiful choreography. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Uh, and it showed off a lot of fight action and made us be like, okay, yeah, this is Marvel legit. Mm -hmm. Like, and gave us a quick succinct introduction to who Yelena is. Um, which this trailer does in general, does a good job, and Florence Pugh kind of does a good job of like nailing this kind of detached sarcasm, but also the fight action and stuff like that. So 
Then we get to meet some other characters. Like I said, Rachel Weiss's character is kept mysterious, but we do get another shining moment from David Arbor as Red Guardian, who is a Soviet Captain America, who looks like he's been in a gulag for quite some time um, before it looks like Widow and her companions maybe spring him, if I'm kind of putting together the events of the trailer correctly. She comes flying in her white suit. They have a jailbreak sequence, it looks like. And he gets out. And, yeah, David Arbor looks like he's going to be chewing scenery in, like, the best kind of way. Yeah. So good. Um, he's more great. subdued in Stranger Things. It's kind of, like, dry humor. But, hell, boy, for those five people who saw it, like, <laughs> showed off that he has, like, a larger kind of charisma than that. And this looks like this would be a role that will kind of really nail both. Yeah. Out. I was thinking that from Stranger Things, Jim Hopper, right, he was kidnapped by the Russians, right? And then they turned him into (laughs) this Russian version of Cap. And it's awesome. Just bringing it full circle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but this I... the crossover. Right? You, you, you just started a fan video. <laughs> I just thought that's so 100% cool. 100% now going to get That's down. like the first thing, because we left him with the Russians and Stranger oh, Things. Oh, there's a whole so Reddit cool. thread dedicated yeah, you to that. Really? inspired an entire Oh, it will be. Video. It'll oh, be man. that way after this airs. I hope, oh, yeah. that, it's, I hope yeah. that I started you're gonna, something. You're responsible for this, Janelle, putting this in the internet for I better or for it. worse. I also think that she looks like a storm trooper in the white suit which i love oh yeah <laughs> like, I mean, it's just all these other references to other fashion. things um, we like um what was that a carbon fiber carbon what was that anime oh <sighs> i can't remember it <gasps> and you're cursing oh, and you're I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm you're derailing wow. the podcast you're I cursing gotta, wow this is great oh man no producers, now, ladies and gentlemen now Here i we gotta go. find it Okay, was it the ahead, one that me. she like actually Scarlet played in a movie in the live action movie? What was that one again? Oh, no, not Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, but yeah like, there is some Ghost kind in the Shell. Kind of some reference there. to that. No, the no, one that, please, the, no. I don't think. I'm pretty sure Scarlett Johansson will not let them ever make reference to Ghost in the Shell ever again. Uh, but I will say that in this trailer, the music is so. Oh yeah, that's I mean, that's another thing intense. I do want to mention. Like the actual music for this is kind of cool. It's kind of like. Uh, we're talking with BD, who is back out on the road right now doing all kinds of secret stuff we need him to do. But uh, one thing I did hear mention is it, it is kind of it's a unique theme we hear in this trailer. I hope it's the actual music for the movie. Me too. Um, but I was just watching Captain America, the Winter Soldier today, and it is almost like in the vein of those Captain America Ooh. movies. Um, Winter Soldier's theme was kind of that kind of weird electro synth sound. Like whenever yeah. he came on, it was a lot more obviously horror theme because it was a villain. But uh, this is pretty cool. I mean, if this is the type of soundtrack for the entire Marvel spy action genre, like, I'd be pretty cool because, yeah. Aeon Flux is what I was thinking. Oh, oh you, you there you go. How did you get You were not even close. There you go. One of the things I was most surprised by, actually, was the, was the tone of the trailer. Because, like, when this was kind of when we were theorizing, like, what this movie would be, we were like, oh, it could be a very gritty you know, spy noir thing. And, and at least this trailer does not give off that vibe. No, I've been, telling, I've been telling people that to me, it looks like Marvel doing a James Bond movie, but with Scarlet, uh, yeah. with Black Widow. I mean, that's what it I, feels like. I feel Ooh. more like mission impossible vein. Yeah. Than James, like not, yeah. maybe not okay. so self serious like James Bond can be. Yeah. Um, uh, mission impossible does things no, more yeah. with a wink this and a is, nod. I mean, this look like, Mission Impossible too. And that's not a bad thing. I love like, the Mission yeah. Impossible movies. So do I. But yeah. I was like, and I was happy about that. In fact, my comment was, I hope they keep just ripping off Mission Impossible for like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, want, I, I hope absolutely. Black Widow and Falcon and Winter Soldier feel like companion pieces 
to like Winter Soldier, the actual the actual movie. Yeah. Um, and so far, it looks like Black Widow does, and I hope that yeah that continues with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Same kind of high octane tension, mm-hmm. music, spy action, because. I think this is going to be important, and we've had this conversation kind of going forward, which leads us into this whole discussion I had written down here about, you know, how was this as a kickoff to Phase 4? Marvel got really good at Phase 2, especially, yeah, Phase 2, about doing the genre blending with Winter Soldier, Guardian, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so, like, yeah, Spy, born Mission Impossible, espionage action, I really want them to do, so that, you know, we can feel confident going forward that, like, Shang-Chi is going to be an awesome like Marvel style kung fu action yeah. movie. Yeah. Like Eternals is going to be an awesome whatever the hell it's going to be. <laughs> like nobody knows. Yeah. But uh yeah, like or a historical thing, I don't know. It would but, instill uh, some confidence going for. Even though I don't really I it's not like I don't have confidence in them. But right. yeah. These are uncharted waters. For yeah, them, we're in so uncharted. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, we're in uncharted territory and it's kind of like Marvel having to prove itself all over again. And, and it's also weird to we're doing like a prequel, we're rewinding time. We're, yeah. It, it, that's a lot to uh, handle, and I'm curious, like when we're watching the entire sequence of all these movies together again, as many of us do, would we watch this after Civil War, oh, or would we watch question. it after Endgame? Oh man, I think I put it after Venom. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was for you, BD. <laughs> that was for you, BD. <laughs> just dead You're silent. listening out there. Uh, uh, um, no, but, but I mean no. that's a good question because I, I mean yeah. people typically watch them in. Chron- like the order of release. Yeah, yeah. not okay. the order, but yeah, that would be a good point. Yeah. I would I would personally probably watch it in between. Okay. Yeah, and I might make the change, but there's also a question of how this will potentially, I mean, it seems right now like we're in a prequel story that's set before Infinity War, but we also don't know. I feel like this is going to be an undercover delivery system for opening up some more oh, of space. Sure. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's it, right? Like that's even just in stuff that I've heard about the movie, like this movie will serve as a very big launch pad for the future of the MCU, which is weird because wow. presumably this movie is a, a flashback. And obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it has to be, it's got black, you know, black, Widow dead, but, um, spoiler. Spoiler. but this, but this, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> We're happy you finally made it out of captivity. But, uh, <laughs> oh. but no, but, but like I said, I think like it'll be really interesting to see how this sets sets that up. But I, the one thing I, I did want to mention was de-aged William Hurt looked really weird. Yeah, that did look weird. Really Not after weird. seeing the Irishman, I was fine with it. But it was weird because like he looked younger, but had like old man stance. Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought God, it I didn't off. even catch it. I thought it looked. He's only on. I mean, he's on screen. But for like, but we're. 30, I don't think we're at a point. I don't think we're at a point where we need to de-age William Hurt. Like, well, it depends on what this scene is. Yeah. Like, yeah. If yeah that there's scene a lot from, of unknowns. I mean, people have already picked out. I mean, you always got to. I was joking about talking fashion, but you Black Widow fashion is like one of the most important. Oh yeah. Markers of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and her hair alone. Her hair alone. <laughs> what her hair looks like. What she's wearing. Like. What time period that's from? Like we, that was biggest mystery going into Endgame, mm-hmm. and this seems to be playing with the same thing. Like there's two shots of a convoy in this, and like they seem like it's the same thing, but it's not. Like one is with William Hurt, and it's obviously in the past. Um, Jim and I were talking. Like, could we see a scene where like the the job where she was saving a scientist and got shot by Winter Soldier is a major part mm-hmm. of her story? I was gonna ask um, that. Are like, we getting any show other up, well, That will be like where cameos. she started messing up and is a Black Widow and kind of falling out of favor like there's so many ways that this could connect to things in the past and i still maintain that a big part of this kind of uh i I feel like in this phase four storyline we're building towards something more like a masters of evil or some kind of 
Earth-based mm. supervillain syndicate, just because the Mandarin's in Shang-Chi. You obviously have somebody like Taskmaster and whoever's pulling those strings in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whatever happens with like you know some of this other stuff in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Zemo's coming back. There's all these threads that show that they could connect to a group or some kind of syndicate, like pulling strings in Phase Four, taking advantage of like the Avengers kind of being not dismantled, but without Iron Man, without Captain America, in this kind of uncertain time, and mm-hmm. or even like a Dark Reign type thing. So. That's definitely something you could launch here mm. um, by giving a backstory of who Black Widow worked for and what they've been up to, and then flashing forward to today into like where are these people now and like what's going on with that. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so this seems like a easy little prequel, but you know, Marvel's doing a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, they didn't just do things like add <laughs> Legend of the Ten Rings to Shang Chi for no reason. Like, <laughs> well, these and films it's are easy. Be double duty. Not easy. It's they have the span of time to do it too, because because of the nature of this movie, it's covert. Everything's underground. Like as far yeah. as like they, it's not out in the open. You can plant the idea of an organization or whatever, and just say, "Well, they've been keeping low profile. Like they've been doing all this stuff underneath, and then reveal it." Because I mean, we're talking about a time jump too. I mean, this is she's referred to it as a franchise, so I imagine they'll be building on this. And there's a span of like five years that she was around doing stuff that she could have easily gone back to, you know, whatever part that we leave off with here. So there's a lot of stuff they can do and it's relatively easy and, to just say, yeah. Hey, it happened. And I wouldn't mind a sequel that like, if they add more chapters to this about kind of building up to like why she made the decision in Endgame and like felt like that was cool. Like yeah. she had handled everything and was like, all right, this is the end of my story. Or if we follow Florence Pugh's Yelena, if she's a breakout star and then she kind of continues and carries that baton. I mean, all of that's interesting. So looking forward to more, now I have high expectations for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so... Same. The more I see of the Taskmaster design, though, I'm less and less a fan of it. I'm hoping, like, when we see it... There's glimpses of it that I like, where he's, he's where Taskmaster is fighting Red Guardian in that sort of real quick scene, that it looked better than it did when Taskmaster's popping out of the car, but... Uh, what is it about that bothers you? Curious. The mask is really... Is a lot darker and way more bubble-headed than I think. Hmm. I mean, we never see what he's like under the hood. I mean, it's due also, to the skull mask. That's a costume like, that yeah. is so... Comic booky. Yeah, that's so <laughs> hard to get. I mean, he literally wears a hood and he looks like straight out of He-Man. Yeah, and, and you he just accept it. Like, he looks like Skeletor and like a yes. fighter. With like, like, like a peripheral. But, but like, there were people like who, were comparing, who were comparing the, the movie costume to like Lord Zed. And like, I kind of see it. No, no. I mean, if anything, like, where's that? Looks cooler. Like, (laughs) see, dude, he looks like one of the dudes in Edge of Tomorrow, if nothing else. But there you go. But uh, helped you out with the ad insult. But um, yeah. I mean, I'm not. But again, like, this is Taskmaster. Like, I'm not too hung up on. Like, he's not that important of a character that I'm like, oh my god, this is not accurate. And plus, people have been doing wild designs with him lately, whether it's in alternate universes, the Spider-Man game, like. We've gotten different. I mean, the ultimate universe like we've Taskmaster gotten, is is what we've this gotten is based some good on. Taskmaster designs. Yeah, yeah. But this looks like Ultimate Universe Taskmaster. I mean, this is in the same yeah. vein as it. So, so, like, I'm not too like, yeah. And as, and if he can do the kind of photo reflex thing, that's going to be cooler than any costume drawbacks. Which, if you don't know, Taskmaster has a power to basically once he sees somebody do something physically, like an acrobat or a martial arts fighter, he can mimic it and in the ultimate version he can even mimic superpowers so like yeah, yeah. wow that's so cool. that'll be kind of cool effect if they get that so looking for more for black widow it's gonna be exciting looking for that full trailer sometime next year so uh yeah 
Awesome. So we're moving from that trailer over to the DC universe Whee. to talk about crisis. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting me that back great, on that life. That was such a yeah. great reaction. Yeah. <laughs> we. We. Yeah. You do lose clues. I'll do I, know, I loved it. I absolutely it. even rhymes loved it. with DC. It was perfect transition. Oh, so good. So like, yeah, crisis on infinite earths. The thing that has been kind of teased to us since the beginning of the flash is now happening this Sunday. It begins. Um, yeah, this week we're getting into crisis and we got the full trailer for it today. And man, if you have been a DC slash and or Arrowverse fan, I mean, this was a good time. There were some chills I got so from this. So much going on. Just like, yeah, so much going on and just so many great little, just the beginning of how many great Easter eggs. Can, can I be the, be. can I be jump the gun Jim here? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Somebody should. That Smallville sequence was Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. with Tom Welling. When Tom Welling yeah. shows up and he's like, Are you, when, like, they don't pan to him. And you, yes. but I recognize the farmhouse. I'm like, Oh my God, right? And then they turn it and it, he looks like, You're Oh my that God. That level of a Smallville stand? Uh, you recognize oh the farmhouse? Dude, it looks, that's where it has to be. I can't imagine them doing it anywhere else. But like, it's so, he turns it like he's older, but like, you could still, you're older. You still see it. Oh my God, man. And to know that Erica Durant is just remind, also in just this. remind you how long ago that show was. Yeah, but I he looks know. more like Superman now, dude. It's <laughs> dude, he looks. I looked at him and went, "Yeah, I still see it. Like that's that's Superman." Yeah, I, I, so, I even knew that, and I'm not I, like a huge. I'm so we're still, and we're still not going <laughs> to yeah. see him in a costume. That's fine. Really? It's okay. Whatever. Oh, I didn't know it's that. Cool. Yeah, we already got a new Superman in a costume. That's all good. And don't and we dump love him on Smallville. All right, you got to read Smallville. Smallville. Dude, we already got Tyler Smallville is fantastic. This is the perfect opportunity to do that. No, no, no. Tyler Hoechlin's back. Away. He's Superman. He's Superman now. Brandon Ralph is getting to put the suit on uh, back again. Like that's good enough. We just need a Clark Kent. I want more Superman. No, it just gets crazy when you start. <laughs> Why do you? <laughs> it was really interesting, though. Love- really weird and interesting to see how they're approaching the Bruce, like the Bruce Wayne of it all, too. Like where you're Bruce walking down the stairs in a very mechanical. Well, that's just kingdom come. Well, right, yeah. I mean, I know, so the, but like when you read it, in, when you read it in the comics, you don't necessarily. When I read it, I, f- I thought it was going to be like more fluid as opposed to like it is. There is like what? machinery. There's like machinery there. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You missed the whole thing. Batman was like a robot. Yeah. He's obsessed with robots. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked that it was more of a. That was I, the whole kind of metaphor was Batman had become like less yeah, human. I thought it was human. cool. It was all kind of detached. He was running Gotham City through drones. Yeah. And like had become kind of like more mechanical man himself. Like, yeah. The Kate stuff is interesting too. I hope he puts on the armor. Then that would be awesome. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, some armor. Uh, like, yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, that this is cool. also one of those times where it sucks that like the TV and the movies don't. Yeah, align. whatever. Because yeah. who wants to? Who else would love to see Gal in like the Kingdom Come like full on armor? Which we're probably oh honestly going to see in the upcoming movie. I I really hope. And I just I don't know, but I An would old school love Green Lantern. Oh my god! Anyway. If there is a nod to. This DCEU in one one way or another, whether it's a Red Sky Earth or whatnot, yeah, um, it's hard. It's hard for people. I saw a bunch of people when this trailer came out. It's been seen in a few other promos, but they make a very clear shot of uh, Iris like dusting away, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's like Thanos!" And it's like, "All right, we get it. People dusting away is a." Thanos thing, but at the same time, like, yeah. But Thanos wasn't doing it. Because I was gonna say it's been around for so long. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's recency I mean. bias a little uh, bit there. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not even getting down that rabbit hole. Like that's been in comics, you just and don't movies, and TV. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can't talk to you. Uh, just, just be angry in that corner of the internet. But uh, <laughs> you know, this is awesome. I mean, just a little thing: seeing Black Lightning in it. Like, oh, that was great Interact too. with everybody, seeing Superman choking out other Superman, and some pictures we got like right after the trailer. Uh, yeah, Brandon Rouse, Kingdom Come Superman is just <laughs> putting the squeeze on Tyler Hoechlin's wow. new Superman. Yeah, seeing just. Kevin Conroy possibly now being confirmed as the the Arrowverse Batman because uh, Kate recognizes him. Yeah, that was Bruce. Yeah. And uh, we were like, oh, this is not alternate universe. Like in her universe, like he's that is him. Batman. Which well, is that and also awesome. in, in the screenshots that they or the stills that they put out, there's a scene where Kate and Bruce are talking and the Batman suit that's in the first episode of Batwoman is in, that. Is in the background, so but all dusty him. and spiderwebby. So, so it's got to be. That's just another connection, which is so, so good. Now, so here's that the thing. That Batman suit's ugly as sin, though, oh but whatever. God, yeah. Well, I like the Batwoman, <laughs> the Batwoman redesign yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. The Bat- oh, it's terrible. The Batman, that Batman uh, costume. So do you think, it's like seeing all these connections and stuff that like Batwoman and Black Lightning and Supergirl, I think, are, yeah, the are all, yeah. all in different ones. Will they all be in one? Well, you see, unless they turn back time or whatnot or whatever, you see Supergirl's Earth get destroyed. Go away. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like. So she's yeah, these are like the last people, period. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, they even set up base on Earth-38 and we see that get wiped out. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is really the only way to like clean that up. And it's weird because I don't know. Like, I get it. Supergirl was on CBS for a while and so they didn't want to. That one made that, sense. That yeah, but, but Black Lightning, to have Black Lightning not be in the Arrowverse makes zero sense. Uh, yeah, so I would, so I would imagine he's. Oh, there's so many jokes. I'm going to. Also, it's it's weird that, like, the biggest things of this trailer, though, are, like, I don't care about any of the current, (laughs) like, the current CW, other than Legends. Like, I was like, oh, Legends are there. That's cool. But, like, Arrow... And Flash, like they I come in, watching. and I'm like, I don't yeah. care. Get yeah. me yeah. back to. I watch Arrow only. I was just talking to Jim about this, like, and I bulk watch Black Lightning every couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's about it. Like, I was I a huge fan of Flash, and also I just the, fell yeah. off. Yeah, it just got really boring. There was no yeah. Bebo in this trailer, and that is like I say, when I'm good. watching Flash episodes about Cecile and stuff, like I'm out. Like, <laughs> yeah, Joe West's new wife, like I'm out. But then it's hard for people like us who have kind of fallen off of the fandoms to then watch these. Sh- programs that bring them all together because there's so many like oh my god moments that we're missing out on yeah yeah uh, because we haven't I, seen I mean, them all maybe but i think yeah. like i haven't watched I, it's it's been a while like i've been following loosely through recaps and whatnot yeah. but this trailer has me like i am ready to jump i know same and in. you this can rest trailer assured makes the good thing watch these crossovers all. is like yeah in the recaps they'll just recap everything that's irrelevant to this episode for yeah your, like in the, you don't have to watch the whole series so like we should like whatever link they're gonna explore in the crisis episode <laughs> like, so like for the Flash episode of Crisis, they'll recap and they'll be getting everything. That's right, comic book. You. Will you please tweet out something that has <laughs> every single recap we should watch or idea. read yeah, I mean, before <laughs> yes, we watch Infinite Earths? Because I am, I really do feel so behind. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of the characters, but I just feel like I don't know how it's all coming together because I haven't been watching recently. Especially with Era, I fell off. Same, well, same. They've all just, I mean, Flash and Arrow have basically been like. This season, you don't have to. You haven't missed much. Is Barry and Oliver getting ready to die and trying to prepare everybody for them dying that they might die in crisis? So. Oh no! So yeah, <laughs> but uh, out of that, uh, yeah, take on a look at that trailer. <laughs> take a look at that trailer on comicbook.com. And uh, as Janelle said, maybe we will jump on uh, giving you guys some recaps about what's going on, so you can be ready this weekend when crisis kicks awesome. off. Awesome! Yeah. All right, we're going to take here. a break there, but when we come back, we have a lot of deep diving to do into a bunch of our uh, geek themed TV shows we're keeping up on: Watchmen, The Mandalorian. We got. 
got new comics. We got a lot to talk about. So, uh, and reviews. And a review. Yeah. Oh, are we doing that? We got. We said we were going to do reviews. Oh, no. yes, yes. I did. So we are doing that. <laughs> well, we really got to move. Stay tuned. <laughs> Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, so now that we got to move even faster, like, uh, let's talk about Watchmen. So, we're back. Uh, we've been following Watchmen every week, uh, kind of keeping up. And this week, we basically got to the big twist, I would say, of the season. The big twist. Not only is Dr. Manhattan making an appearance in the show this week, but Dr. Manhattan has been in the show the entire time. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, we figure out, and uh, yeah, we kind of made HBO mad with this one because we wrote up, people were spotting this theory a couple <laughs> weeks ago when we dug into it, and apparently we were a little too on the money this wow, time. Wow, bravo. <laughs> they were, yeah, they're not happy with us, but uh, sorry. HBO, it's a theory. We just guessed, man. Don't punish us for being careful watchers of Watchmen. <laughs> Who watches the Watchmen? We do. Carefully. Oh, and we time. love it. Yeah. Time. And that's what you needed to get this show off the ground. So, like, don't be mad. Um, but it was really cool the way they did it. Yeah. Oh but, it, I mean, and it, yeah, they didn't tell. And we didn't guess everything. No. We did not know everything. Um, this this episode is really good because it turns out that Dr. Manhattan is actually uh, Angela Abar, Sister Knight, our protagonist. It's her husband, Cal. And we don't get the full story that's coming in the next episode. But what we do get is the brushstrokes that tell us that. At some point, Dr. Manhattan wanted to just stop being Dr. Manhattan and wanted kind of to be human again. And through some connection with Angela, he made a decision to forget who he was, become a real human being, and kind of incorporated himself into Cal at some point. It looks like that Cal had an accident that would have killed him or something, or he was brain dead or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Manhattan took over kind of his body. He's basically like that little atom symbol of the free-floating atom in the circle, an electron circling it. Basically, you got to go back to biology for that one. Is he in that, or is that the thing that's blocking the I signal? think that was the thing that was, like, blocking okay. him. Mm-hmm. It was something, some device he created to block it. By the way, do you know the Excalibur Easter egg? No, I do not. Do you guys remember what Excalibur is? Like King like, Arthur's sword Excalibur? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, like, no, a it's, um, it is... <laughs> Lori's oh, um, the, the, fun uh, toy. Oh, oh yeah. And right. so it's X Cal Abar. 
Uh, uh, so it's her ex. Who well, that is makes a tweet I was going to launch tonight after work hours Yo. even funnier. Isn't that crazy? Because I was going to launch a tweet of that scene of her holding on and be like, the spoiler that it was Yaya Abdul Martin oh, was revealed weeks ago. Man, I can't believe that the, the an Easter egg hint for it all was all in Lori's sex toy. Yeah, that's pretty. Wow. Pretty, that's uh, awesome. It's crazy. So that's well pretty done. funny. So, like, yeah, that's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, we're going to find out more about, you know, Angela's life in Vietnam because this episode gave us brushstrokes of that which is really super duper tragic mm-hmm. um, yeah and I love the way the show is transforming the comic book lore of Watchmen and so like we like in Watchmen we, we learn that Dr. Manhattan the comedian were influential in winning the Vietnam War and this alternate version of US history and but in this show we get to see what happens in the aftermath because Angela grew up there her dad was a GI and it became the 52nd state of America, and it became a big American hub. But, of course, there was this kind of anti-American vibe and kind of a Fallujah, you know, Middle Eastern thing. So her parents got blown up by a suicide bomber in the beginning. Um, she only survived because she bought a sister night tape, and her dad made her take it back to the store. And when she walked away, she survived. Then her grandmother came to get her, the, the lady from the Hood of Justice episode, and she has a heart attack and dies as they're leaving. It's like her life was getting happy all of a sudden for one second. Because she was in an orphanage and mistreated because she's black in Vietnam. And, like, yeah, so finally she's about to go home. And then her, her uh, yeah, her, uh, what would it be? Great aunt, grandma, what is this? Uh, Great grandma, right? Her dad's mother, yeah, her grandma. Yeah, so, like, or her yeah. grandmother, yeah. So, yeah, and she died. So we That's have so to sad. still kind of finish the piece about how she met Dr. Manhattan and how he bonded with her and kind of became her husband and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, this is a great reveal for for just a lot of reasons. It, it really does make the scenes between Angela and Lori mm-hmm. more, like so good, especially the like tension. I think you pointed out like when she said like her husband's hot. Like yeah, she, oh, oh, yeah Lori she, loved yeah, Cal. like Lori uh, was like all about Cal. Cal yeah. yeah, and that was. And I wonder hilarious. if she knew or if she could just she just had like a I don't know feeling. It's, it's love, man. It's love. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, we're going to see how awkward it gets because, uh, well, Lori's <laughs> got to get herself out of a situation because she found out that, uh, you know, Don Johnson's wife is, and I knew that from the beginning because that lady, nobody ever hires that lady to play a nice person. She's always <laughs> evil. Like, every but she's time. great. Yeah, she that. is. It's like but, Sean Bean or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you're always going to die. Yeah. It's like Somebody's, always going to turn out to be a psycho. Somebody said everything. online, they're like, don't ever trust Rose's mom from Titanic because yeah. she was like the mom from Titanic. Yeah, no. And like, this is what always happens is she always turns out evil. And so she turns out to be like really evil in a funny scene with a trap door. Seventh Calvary, we learn their whole plan is to trap Dr. Manhattan and take his powers and become him. So that, mm-hmm. you know, basically the clan with godlike powers is like the whole arc to what's going on. And the mysterious lady uh, is trying to do something else with her clock to, I guess, what is her name stop that. I forget. I always forget her name. Like True or True. Lady True. Yeah. Uh, Lady so True. Like, yeah, everybody so. said, I've, I've heard another theory that, um, that the statue is actually where like she's keeping him in there in like his own statue of him. Like True is keeping Ozzy Man. Yeah. In in the statue. Instead of on like another planet, like these clones and stuff are her making. Like she created all of this. I've also heard a theory that he might be her father. Oh, I've also that. heard that. that the comedian could be her father from back when he was in Vietnam. That would be really because 
Oh, but he killed that lady, didn't he? He did, but yeah. what if, I don't know, they but saved the, the baby? Survived? Oh, that would be so messed up. Right? Oof, that would be good. But Watch perfect me. in tone for the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. absolutely perfect <laughs> yeah. in tone right. for the show. So, yeah, the Watchmen intrigue is deepening. Now we got Dr. Manhattan. If you guys were just sitting around like, oh, is this going to have a point? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we are at it's got a point. some major points. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And there's still looking glasses running around somewhere out there. We find out he's not dead. And there's squid stuff to still explain. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And this has gotten Watchmen in, in the very best way. So it was it odd that in the Ozymandias scene, I knew that his only defense thing, I was like, he's going to fart. And he just, <laughs> you knew I, it? Yeah. Yes. I just knew the look on his face. I was like, looking at my son every day, I was like, he's going to fart or something. Like, yeah. That storyline is now. definitely the weirdest one for me. Like, I'm having the hardest time following his storyline. I just want to know well, this what scene is going good. on. This scene was kind of good this week because it was him punishing himself. I mean, he's the one who constructed this whole courtroom. He's the one who commands mm-hmm. all the clones. And so it looks like they're they're turning against him, but it's really him. It's self-penance. Uh, yeah, because she winks. Yeah, she he just winks wants to feel him. the weight of what he'd done, which was a big thing he says at the end of Watchmen. Like, He's not a villain. He kills all these people. He does it for rational in his mind reasons. And, you know, he's going to accept the penance for that. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what this is sort of until the farting part. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. All right. So that's our Watchmen recap. You guys got to tune in because this is almost season one's almost done. And the point is here. So there you go. Moving right along, we're going to talk real quick about uh, The Mandalorian Episode 4. So Baby Yoda cuteness is at an all-time overload. Yeah. Yeah, we got several awesome gifts. The soup it's thing. Just these grown men are like awing at their, oh, I'm sitting next to my boyfriend. He's like, oh my gosh, like a little, and I'm like, wow, this is great. I love seeing like a grown yeah. man get so excited about a little baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's a man. Like, Makes me is. so happy. And he's, and he's a funny little guy too. Like the <laughs> scenes where he just appears in the alleyway, like people have done the soup gift, but like when they're just battling each other and they just look up and he's just like staring at them. Like, <laughs> hilarious. Like, and him in the cockpit. Oh my God, it just feels Disney. So yeah, I have a 17 year month old toddler, and yeah, that is basically <laughs> what my life is all the time right now. He's like attached to me all the time, and like yes, and he reaches out and does stupid things that can it's kill us all. It's the third one that makes me laugh the most because it's he's staring at him yeah. while he reaches back. It's so well, like good. I said, that is it is that was done by a parent because that is literally like what my son. Does now. He just says, "I'm like, don't do that again." He just is like, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> and watches me every time to see like when am I going to get up when am I going to move like I could get this done I can get well, this like, done that meme that's going around with him just flicking the button on and off with the music and whatnot. I've heard some great stuff oh yeah so there. good he, one of the best is like somebody put on like one's ACDC and one's like Billie Eilish <laughs> yeah. and, and like young Yoda's like trying to play uh, bad guy by Billie Eilish and the Mandalorian keeps flipping it back to ACDC <laughs> like, yeah. oh so there's, uh, there's one where I think someone did Baby Shark Oh, uh, and I was like, oh, oh why would you do that? Anymore. Oh, no. Oh, man. But uh, <laughs> so, I mean, same question for Watchmen. has kind of been hanging over The Mandalorian lately. Does it have a point? Bryce Dallas Howard's just starting out as a director. So, like, let's forgive her just some growing pains and a boom mic gap. Like, you know. Mm. Oh, my gap. gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah, the boom mic thing is funny once you spot it. I did not spot it until somebody pointed it out. But when you see it, it does look like somebody's amateur Star Wars it's fan film. so <laughs> distracting. Like I made the mis- I saw that before I watched the episode. So then I was waiting for it the entire episode and that's like a key scene so like that was kind of that was mm-hmm. bad but uh i forgive her for that because i mean this reminded me of this episode of clone wars but she didn't very write much. the episode right no yeah 
to me, it was more of a miss from um, from a story standpoint, not mm-hmm. necessarily from a. I mean, not me. This is like shot. what Clone Wars was like in the early yeah. seasons, very much so. Like this is almost exactly like this feels like Dave Filoni like pulling out a Clone Wars episode, mm-hmm. um, and it was something like. I and other people I've had discussions with have said they wanted to see, which is like a kind of a Star Wars version of Magnificent Seven or Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. which is exactly what this is, except it's Magnificent Two uh, with Gina Carano <laughs> and the yeah. Mandalorian. Um, but yeah, just two people training a bunch of farmers to to. Who I liked bandits. in that role. Uh, yeah, I liked her Gina too. Carano. She's yeah. she was great. Yeah, she's yeah great. she was great. Snarky, funny, like really handled the action, obviously. But like, yeah, this was like Magnificent Seven, and I think they did a good job of it. And I like the deeper. It's hard to do story stuff with this guy, the Mandalorian, but this one was seeing him vulnerable and consider taking off the helmet, giving up the oh, life, yeah. settling down. Like, wouldn't that be cool? And then I didn't like the ending where it was kind of the contrived thing with the sniper and, oh, we're back on the run. But, like, that was the entire point of the episode. Like, yeah. no, he's I mean, I have a moment there. Yeah. I was worried. Yeah. I, and I, I really am happy that they acknowledged the question that I've had since the beginning. Will he ever take his helmet off? Does he ever take his helmet off? Like when she asked, when's the last time you took off your helmet? He's like, yesterday. So it's not like he sleeps. And we know this. He just doesn't take it in, take it off in front of people. It's all those little things that kind of just drive you nuts in the background. And they answered those for me. Well, so he does happy. that in episode three, too, right? Because he's watching Baby Yoda play. And he sets his helmet onto mm-hmm. the side out a window. So yeah, I like those little things of like, no, you're yeah. just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's a great scene. He says yesterday, and she's like not buying it. She's like in front of people, and he's like, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he explains why, which yeah. is really great. So like, yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, it was very much a slower episode than the one before but like like Matt said when we came in like it was almost nearly impossible to that episode just was that, so that episode <laughs> I mean, the episode before was him yeah. rescuing baby Loa and Yoda in a major western shootout with an army like, of an like army yeah. of Mandalorians yeah, you can't like, kind of hard to beat them, so. <laughs> yeah i don't mind the sign of self-contained standalone clone warsy things and well but there was even just even the like waiting for that atst to like step into the river like they set up thinking like that was going to happen automatically and for it to not happen and then not happen again and then not happen until like the until it get cl- close to the very end i thought it was just a very cool way to build some suspense mm-hmm. uh, yeah in in that episode that you know we had in a different way than what we had seen it was behaving kind of like AI, though, which made me question, are, were there pilots in there? Because, I don't think there was okay. a pilot in there. I think it was remote. I was confused. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know either. I mean, yeah. Either way, they're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did a good job because I cared about like the villagers and whether they lived or died. Yep. Like, I actually didn't want them mm-hmm. to die. So I thought that was kind of a, a good thing. So I wasn't mad at this episode. Still loving it. Still loving that Baby Yoda vibe. Baby Yoda. Might even heal this country after. after uh, there are a whole bunch of Baby Yoda merchandise <laughs> outside of the really garbage stuff that the Disney store put out went on sale today. So it's on sale now. Funko revealed their Where? pop. There's a Funko, there's a Funko pop. There's a plush oh being God, sold at Mattel and or by Mattel what? at Walmart. Um, there And there's a number of other things that are. Available. I need that 10 inch pop. Literally, your, everyone your is going baby to Yoda get fixed. Baby Yoda the crazy Yoda thing is, like, the, the plush that Mattel is putting out, you're not going to get till May. Who the F is going to care in May? Uh, they will. They will. Baby Yoda's here. Baby to Yoda will. Are we still buying Boba Fett stuff? Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to buy, we're still buying regular Yoda stuff. So Baby Yoda's going to be here. He's here to stay, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he might win the presidential election. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to, if you're going to measure, like, Cute animals and in Star Wars, like people, there was a yeah. lot of divisiveness. Over I think porgs, what you're thinking of is like, sold yeah, the porgs so that much. are going to be used for cabin uh, fires <laughs> from, from now on. This is like, Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. 
So that shelf space is gone. Sorry, Porgs. R.I.P. Porgs. And they still sold a ton of merchandise, even yeah. for being so divisive. People have people hate Porgs, and they still sold. So. <laughs> but um, all right. So that flips it to Matt. Uh, Matt, you got a very select amount of time to both review yeah. a video game and the new comics, comics. of the week. So yeah. uh, do your thing. Uh, Fast. So the. Video game, I'll tackle real quick, just because I don't want to go into too much spoiler territory, uh, because the embargo just lifted and it's coming out very, very Ugh, soon. I so, want to play this so bad. Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield, Arise, great game. Uh, Sorry. Sword and Shield is a great game. I, I am not the one that hates on your Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> that person is in, elsewhere in the office. I'm getting that game too, so. It's good. Uh, Arise, <laughs> uh, from, which is Arise, a simple story, is made by Piccolo Studio, and it's actually their first game. Like their first ever studio game. It is stunning. It's such a, like, be, I mean, very much has Journey vibes. Um, Journey Abzu. Did you play Abzu? Yes. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. And also, like, you know, there's like a little, like, Ori in the Blind Four. Like, it has that yes. kind of charm to it. Uh, this character, your main character, never talks. Never says, like, he makes, like, a sound. But it's amazing what they do with music in this game. Uh, just to give a, a kind of premise without going into too much spoiler territory, you essentially start the story. This is in the first five minutes, by the way. You start the story uh, like on one of those kind of old ceremonial like Viking funerals. Mm -hmm. So this character just passed or whatever. And you're seeing their life played out in each of these like little vignettes. And each one is themed, has a theme. So like one is, there's this one that's like romance. And Aww. so it's like him and like, you know, uh, this person that, and you see them, uh, one level is like, it's all themed around it. So it's like beautiful blues and pinks and it's flowers and the music soaring. And then when they go through a trial, there's like heartbreak and a, and a, and a story is like, uh, full of fire and, and ash and, and like it's the music and everything is so, you're so in it. It's a six hour, maybe seven to eight. So it's a quick experience. You're in the whole time. And mechanics wise, it's, it's pretty much like a platformer, but on the right stick, you have each world lets you manipulate the world in a different way. So mm. in one level, you can actually bring, uh, your rewinding time. So like, it's kind of like brain in that respect. Some so life is strange. Yeah. So you're <laughs> rewinding time. So like the rock, you're trying to get it to a certain point and you're, you're going back and forth. Another one has shadows that if you go in the middle of them, they'll like consume you, but there's a fire that rolls through the whole land and you're controlling that. And so you have to move it a little bit further to light your path just enough oh for the gosh. shadows to dissipate yeah. and go through. Like there's all these different, each one. And it, it tells a amazingly heartfelt story without any dialogue. It's just wow. in these little visuals. There's even, your character's the only like moving character in the world. There's like, they tell the story about like, these little rock people. It's just amazing. It's a, uh, it's like budget price too. I think it's only like 30, maybe 39, but it's just, it's one of those things like, yes, you're not going to get 20, 30 hours out of it, but I feel like any person who owns a PS4 should play this. If you want a genuinely like emotional, wonderful story and this nice. is a very personal story to the studio too so it comes through it's i could not recommend that game. i am hey if you guys want <laughs> me to cover that <laughs> i'm a streamer <laughs> uh, it's it's awesome so definitely. I definitely want to play it looks beautiful uh and very impressive for a studio's first effort i mean yeah. yeah so uh moving on to comics uh so i'll try and run through these real quick here uh dynamite actually has a brand new james bond uh, number one is James Bond 2020. So if you're, you know, a fan of the new movie that's going to come, whatever, it's a perfect jumping on point. Uh, Animosity number 25. I still love this series always. Uh, and Aftershock just keeps plugging away. This is a wonderful, I don't know if you know what that 
series is about. It's essentially like on one day, all the animals, they all had human thought. What? So like from this day forward, like there's laws now. People don't eat us. other animals <laughs> because the animals are like us and like they have their own economy. Like it's this whole thing, right? So Whoa. Uh, number 25 is great. Uh, Conan Serpent War. Uh, all I have to say here is Moon Knight because Moon Knight's in the series. And so that's reason want, enough for me to go. That, read yeah, it. I don't. I don't even <laughs> care about half the other people. But it's Moon Knight. Uh, we got a trifecta of X Men books: uh, Excalibur number three, Marauders number three, and X Men number three. I hate when Marvel does this. Man, back to back weeks. Like this is this is kind of killing me. <laughs> uh, Venom twenty ninety nine number one, Batman number eighty four. Uh, this is like a huge issue as far as explaining how Thomas Wayne from the Flashpoint universe got here, what happened in that universe to lead up to this, why he decided, like, there's a lot of answers uh, that come in this one issue. So if you've been following this, this is definitely one to check out. Uh, Justice League number 37, uh, Jaro is in it, and I love, I love Jaro. Jaro. Uh, also, just this is actually just a really fun, like, battle huge legion of doom versus every hero in the dc universe type it's, a, it's also an issue that makes way more sense than some of the previous man issues. it does because yes. this has been a tough race this perpetual stuff has been uh, yeah. but this sums it up and i think we're nearing the end of this so i'll be happy uh young justice number 11 uh, is also that's just a really good issue there's not anything huge there power rangers teenage Mutant ninja turtles number one comes out this week looks great it's gorgeous uh simone demio who did uh, beyond the grid just knocks it out of the park. And also, if you're a fan of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, this Raphael yes. in both personality and look, they even mention his trench coat from the movie. Like, there's so many lines that are just right out of there. Uh, and then Buffy number 10 for Boom Studios. So that is comics this week. Wow. I got through wow, a lot, right? buddy. Yeah. I got through a lot. All right. You got through a lot really quick. Good job. Booyah. All right. So Matt did all that because uh, we come to the end of our regular part of the show. But as promised, we are waiting for uh, Janelle to get back from the holiday season so we could uh, read some of these reviews. You've never been a part of this. So no. now you get to kind of bask in the accolade, accolades and or shame of what oh, no. as we uh, read some of these. So <laughs> if we read your five-star review right now, you are getting a free comic book com comic book nation t-shirt all you have to do is contact editor at comicbook.com. we need your real name your shirt size and your home address so we can ship it out to you give it about a month to a month and a half to ship out four mm-hmm. to six weeks business weeks Fair. to ship out because uh yeah we need to get all this especially over the holidays yeah yeah over the holidays yeah packages everywhere so we'll start with one that's just uh, a vulcan sign and a kind of yes awesome sign emo- hand emoji sign by uh a Wakandan mutant, and it says, five stars, it's my nerd brain in podcast form. Huh, very nice. succinct, very accurate, like love it. Very nice. Okay, so this one is called The Superhero of Podcasts by Rugby Nation. Do you love comics, movies, TV? Do you love Marvel, DC, and Star Wars? This is a must-listen, not your amateur podcast, no. These folks are professional nerds with great access to everyone who makes our nerd dreams come true. I can't stress enough. Must listen. I'm going to cry. Liza, did you, did, so Liza nice. did you write that one? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like it's on our social media feeds. Liza, Liza handles all our social media and uh, getting us exposure out there. Did you write that one? Is that you? <laughs> no, you <laughs> sure? It sounded, no. Like, <laughs> sounded like we're social media advertisements. But uh, if it's a real review, thank you. Uh, Joker review. Oh, man. The oh, Joker God. Review. Oh, no. I started listening because I loved the Joker movie and wanted to oh, listen God. to other opinions about the movie. <laughs> really it's long. So long. <laughs> the review was intense. Although I absolutely loved the movie, I was trying to listen to the negative opinions, but uh, 
Oh, update. There's an update. There's a long thing that says, I wrote the review above one week ago, but I didn't know that you guys had episodes up on YouTube, so I went to check out the Heated Joker review discussion. I learned everyone's name, and I completely 1 million percent agree with Kofi and Brandon, but I cold-heartedly disagree with Charlie. Let's just leave it there. We're going to go Charlie Ridgely. We're going to tell you Poor about Charlie. this one. Yeah, but uh, he loved it because uh, he loved the opinions and loved us clashing. I'll, I'll condense that one for time. But uh, thank you. Yes. And thank you for acknowledging me and Brandon were right. And Charlie was so, so wrong about <laughs> Joker. That's very important. The Best by Stu Taylor. No podcast out there mixes the best of genre TV shows and films in addition to actual comic book talk quite like this group. Oh, man. Thank you. Wow. Uh, thank you by James Mark B5. Um, James Mark 85. Sorry. All I got to say is you guys are are great. I got out of comic book reading and now that I've been listening to you guys, I'm back in. You guys are in depth with everything. I look forward to your podcast. Thanks again. Aww. That's so uh, sweet. Bowman89, ultimate dive into the nerdy universe. This is absolutely the best nerd podcast. Whether it's Marvel movies or comics, DC movies or comics, wrestling, gaming, or anything <laughs> around or in or in between these topics. I've seen other podcasts that say that this podcast feels like hanging out with friends, and I can't agree more. I haven't been reading comics lately, but this podcast got me back on the train. Dude, that's A awesome. while ago, the spoilers were killing me, and I almost had to stop listening, but the fact that both the hosts and producers have listened to the fans <laughs> and put in ample spoiler warnings shows how much they continue to grow. Very much a job well done, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for your hard work and, enter and great entertainment. Oh, that is really oh, man, you kind. Off with all this. That's a nice one. And we got last but not coping. least, great for commuting. The group covers not only comics, but TV and films related to comics and pop culture. I find this a great listen on Wednesday when I'm driving to my favorite comic shop or grabbing lunch beforehand. It really gets me in the mood and clues me in on my books I might not already have on my pull list. Nice. Shout out to the Wednesday episode where we get, uh, yeah, shout out to Jill and the Yay. Wednesday episodes. That was uh, to be part from of Steve C50. Yeah, Steve C50. Some guy that Jim pays, apparently. All right. Well, you didn't mention his name. I want to make sure he knows. That's right. I want to make sure he knows to email Unfortunately, we lost one. Oh, no. And not to end on a dour note, but I thought this is actually a backdoor good review for you, Matt. We lost one because there's simply not enough Matt in this podcast. Aww. I've been following the Comic Book Nation podcast, three-star review still. I've been a few dozen episodes at this point, and although I find the discussions generally enjoyable and the host reasonably knowledgeable, that's a backhand insult, but thank you, I've decided to unsubscribe as it's not really what I'm looking for in a podcast. This is really more of a general entertainment podcast than a comics podcast, with only one host following the weekly comic releases, so I find myself skipping to the last 10% of episodes run time to hear about comics, but since none of the other hosts are reading them, there's effectively no discussion. I feel that the episode runtime mostly favors television and discussion, and that comics are given only slight more attention to WWE and anime. I will check back at some point, but for now, too much of CBN is monopolized by content I can find almost anywhere. Oh. In other words, not enough Matt. In other words, not enough <laughs> gaming news. Not what? enough Matt time in our episodes, which, you know, is something I say often. I wish I could just make a whole podcast of Matt. But. <laughs> Same here. I agree. But that's something in the works for next year, 2020. 2020. 2020, 2020. all Matt but, uh, Thank you for listening to the comic stuff, because that's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to hear more about Matt, just hit him up. Matt Aguilar CB. You yeah, can just talk hit me up on comics Twitter. with that guy all day. Which brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for uh, taking the Comic Book Nation ride with us. If you are just now getting in the show, as you heard in the reviews, we do new episodes every Wednesday and every Friday on comicbook.com. You subscribe to our RSS feed for new episodes. 
Or you can subscribe on your favorite listening platform. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Playlists. You can tell your Amazon Alexa devices to fire up Comic Book Nation Podcast or catch us on the YouTube. If you want to continue the discussion with us, you can hit us up at the hashtag Comic Book Nation or find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. And you can find me at Janelle Wheeler. Uh, Twitch. And yeah, Twitch. Twitch. Yeah, on Twitch, yes. Out, and I'm hoping yeah. to play that game. Yeah. Throw that in. Arise. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Come on Sony. We I just, just started a- Ghostbusters, by the way, last night, and it is amazing. It's like the third movie. Awesome. Wait, the remastered? The Ghostbusters remastered, oh, yeah. the video game. It's like exclusively at GameStop. It's... Oh, it's a good game. Down YouTube, we have Ghostbusters coming this week. New trailer. <laughs> yes. We talked about it plenty. Um, so now I forget where I am. We just read a bunch of reviews, but if you guys want to get in on the next round of T-shirt sendouts, be sure to go on iTunes, leave us a five star review, and uh, let us know how you feel. I mean, if you have other views, leave them. Obviously, we'll check those out too. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Hope you had a good holiday, and we're happy you're back with us. This has been Comic Book Nation, and we're out. Deuces. Thank <laughs> you.